This week on the Steam Machine Podcast. Why do you sound like you're about to introduce Super Friends? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, did we, uh, hold on, let's leave a long pause. Because we only need to take a short hike. Cue the music! <laughs> That long pause is going to get taken out by truncate silence. Welcome to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always is the Destructo Bros. What's up, it's Nate. Hey, it's Philly. How you doing? Two things right off the bat before I forget. One, your boy's on Spotify now. If you go on Spotify, take two. If you go on Spotify and look up Now the Nightmare... You can find me on there now. I got two songs up. Um, I'm working on getting the uh, the goth album up there, too. So uh, that's coming soon. Um, two, if you notice that my voice sounds weird or extra deep at the moment, your boy's got COVID. So, The yeah. lead finally struck you, Dalton. It finally got me. After all this fucking time, I avoided it. My grandpa got to the, went to the hospital. He got it. My grandma got it. My mom got it. And then... Now me and my dad have it. Yeah. So it's like, ugh. The family business. <laughs> Honestly, the worst part about getting COVID is losing that sense of righteous superiority you have over everybody else that you hadn't caught it. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <coughs> oh, oh, that hurt. I wouldn't know you hand washing shrubs. <laughs> Here's the, And that's the thing is I soak myself in fucking alcohol, right? Like I'm when a I'm big, at work, uh, I should not admit to drinking sure. at the job, but that's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go crack a bottle of wine over there and just down it. Um, no, but like he's here, he's ever clear. Get used to it. My mom didn't know she had it, and then me and her were passing joints back and forth. <laughs> oh, and then the next man. day she tests positive, and I'm like motherfucker <laughs> what a way to get a respiratory condition like i knew i was coughing for a reason <laughs> uh but yeah so i'm extra extra deep at the moment um but that's okay he's so deep you can call him chicago dish <laughs> yeah you call me uh old sam elliott <laughs> and that guy didn't I, but he, he could actually grow a mustache Oh, zing! Ouch, dog! It's coming in a little, <laughs> dude. I can't either. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I know. I always, I always like. I'll make a comment about my facial hair, and Jeremy will go, "Quit being a bitch." <laughs> Fuck you and your full ass gray beard, mind you. <laughs> now he's gonna come. He's gonna be like, "My guys, my beard's not gray." Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, boys, what have you been up to the past couple weeks? Let's uh, let's start with Nady Poo, dog. What you been up to? Yeah, pretty similar to last week. Just been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> Got some time on my hands, so just been watching stuff. So, finished the show called um, The White Lotus. It's basically, it's two seasons long. Each season's different. 
Like the first season's about this hotel in Hawaii, the White Lotus Hotel in Hawaii, and the second season's about the White Lotus in Sicily, Italy. And so it's like two stories that aren't really connected, but like, you know, kind of like how American Horror Story works where each season's a little bit different and all that kind of stuff. But it's a really interesting show. Okay. Basically, another show about how rich people are huge pieces of shit. So <laughs> it's a pretty funny show. I've really enjoyed watching that a lot. Um, another show that I watched was called The Bear. It has two seasons out right now as well. And this show, dude, like I did not expect to like a show this much in a long time. The Bear is super good. It, it's funny you mentioned that my dad started watching that recently because my dad's like super into cooking and stuff yeah and then i left to go to work and came home my dad looks at me and he goes man i've been watching this show all day i don't ever want to fucking work in a commercial kitchen ever (laughs) and i was like really because he used to say i think i could handle it i think i could work in a kitchen i'm like no dude i worked in a kitchen i don't think you could you don't like loud noises yeah (laughs) i worked front of house trust me i don't want to work back at house (laughs) but like it's a really cool show because it's about this guy in Chicago who actually had trained to be this professional chef that went to New York was working at like uh, Michelin rated restaurants and all this stuff and then his brother back in Chicago died and his brother owned this restaurant in Chicago and he went to move home to because his brother left the restaurant to him in his will so he went to try to turn this restaurant around and make it you know this destination in Chicago so just really cool show. Like I really like that one a lot and highly recommend it. It's like some of the shots on it, like they do some like really long single camera scenes. So like this scene will be obviously shot with like the same camera for like 15 straight minutes. And you're like, after you watch it, you're like, holy shit, I think I just watched art <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> it's like, how could you go for one single shot and record that much? It'd be that beautiful to watch. I don't know, man. It's it's an incredible show. Highly, highly recommend The Bear. Yeah, that's high up on my watch list. If I could just stop when I'm like, all right, what am I going to put on while I'm playing a game? I always just go to YouTube and pick something. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to start like actually like picking things that are writing and good stuff, you know, but what yeah. do I know? <laughs> And then I started another show a couple days ago that I haven't finished yet. So this will probably be on the next recordings that I'll talk about it. But the show called um, Severance on Apple TV. This show seems oh. really freaking good. <laughs> like I've seen a couple episodes now and like that's what I was watching before I came to record. And I'm kind of like, ah, I got to go record a podcast. I just want to watch another episode of this. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good things about Severance. I think it was a. Uh... It was either Kevin Nash or Eric Bischoff that I was listening to that mentioned that that was a good show. As of right now, I agree. Did he sound tall? Because that that lets you know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you sound like he played Super Shredder? But, yeah. Or does he sound like he shredded a bunch of Ted Turner's money? (laughs) Isn't that both of them? (laughs) Controversy creates That's Which one shredded his quads? (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite Kevin Nash quotes was... He goes, you know, we had favorite nations. So anytime somebody came in and they got more money than us, we got a raise. And the guy interviewing him, I think it was uh, Sean Oliver, goes, oh, so uh, I bet Brett was a good boost then. He goes, fuck, I love Bret Hart. He goes, I don't care. Everybody gives Bret Hart shit. He goes, I love Bret Hart. That motherfucker got me like a $250,000 raise. I love Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is such a Kevin Nash thing. Yep. <laughs> he helped me get richer. I love that man. Yeah. So uh, those are the shows I've been watching. Other than that, you know, 
been walking in the woods, you know, taking short hikes myself for a couple of days and just been taking care of my mental health lately. That's been my main priority as of late, so. That's good. I know you were really stressing for a while, so. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you still kind of have been for some extent, so hopefully you're just doing what you can and, yeah. you know, keeping it reasonable. Yeah. Not overdoing it, but not underdoing yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of where it is. <laughs> I thought Willie was about to say, keeping it real, you know, dog. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, what? what about you, Goobers? What have you been up to? Go ahead, Will. What you been up to, man? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, let's see. Have I been up to anything interesting, man? Uh, I thought I had something and I completely forgot what it was. Uh, I've been kind of sick, but not as sick as you lately, so that sucks, but it doesn't suck the worst. But, like, I kind of came home early from work today, because I was, like, not doing too good, and they were like, hey, you look like you're feeling sick, and I'm like, yeah, I have been, but, you know. I don't know. That that was a great story. Cool uh, story, bro. Uh, new uh, Battle Pass season of Brawlhalla started today, so I played a little bit of that. that that's been fun. They got Master Chief in that game now. Yes, hell yeah. I don't have him, but it's kind of neat. Really Raise hell, praise Dale. <laughs> Raise hell, praise Dale. Mm-hmm. Where you go? Where you go? Um, is he good? Have y'all tried him yet? I um, mean, he uses the same. Uh, so with the crossover characters, all of them except Ezio and Rayman, who are unique characters. Uh, they all have the same like basic kit as an existing character in the game and he plays similar to isaiah who nate really yeah likes, so i so. think he's good i think he's really cool <laughs> yeah that's what's yeah. up hell yeah his weapons are gun and bigger gun <laughs> so you know <laughs> I don't think that, like honestly if they made doom guy in this game that's the character i would have put doom guy over to <laughs> yeah so i was pretty happy to see if that's what they went with for that and then they also added the arbiter as a second character who uses sword and cannon so that's kind of yeah. neat too for those of you deep Halo fans, holy fuck! You want to talk about the the crossover that no one's asked for, but would be ridiculous? Would be Doom and Halo, where it's like you're dealing with demons coming from the underworld and aliens from space, and it's like who can stop this? Only the forces of Master Chief and Doom guy <laughs> together. Two guys in helmets with freaking green and guns, really cool green yep. outfits. Yeah, green, green and guns. And gun. That's what they should call the game. Green and be gun. like. They're going to be like, hold on. Like, what are we going to do? And they're just going to hear like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll nuke him from here. And then, boom, there's Doom. Or then there's Duke. Do, 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 do. I think Maybe even Why Sam. Why did the Terminator theme? I meant to do the freaking... I, did the, I meant to do the Duke Nukem song and I did the Terminator yeah, song. I, I think a huge crossover of just like all the FPS dudes would be so freaking good. Oh, yeah. Here comes yeah. BJ Blast who is kicking down a door. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. It's serious Sam's just like, everybody move. And he just like comes over the hill and then he just like gets followed by all those bomb running dudes. <laughs> ah! He's like, there's like 10,000 of them. They're finally on our side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, any Doom wads or anything you've played that are cool, man? You're, oh, you're typically up on those. Did I have a. I was just like, did I have an interesting Doom mod this time? Actually, I don't have anything. I've been playing a lot of, like, just replaying old ones that I really liked. So, been doing a lot of playing uh, 
Contra Doom, which is a has all the Contra weapons and stuff, especially Contra Three style in Doom, and just using that to play through like some of my favorite really big levels that are doing too much. Oh yeah, hell yeah, Contra Doom, man, that just sounds like in- too intense for me. It's quite intense, yeah, because yeah, you also you also die in one hit. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm so bad at Doom already. <laughs> It ain't, it ain't easy. It ain't easy being cheesy. Life's hard out here for a pimp. Um, I guess that just leaves me. Yeah, what's up, man? So, uh, I have also been dealing with some mental health issues uh, lately. Weird, though, the other day, like I had a phone call with Brandy. I was on the phone with her for like 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. We got off the phone, and like I went to sleep that night. I woke up the next day perfectly fucking fine. Like... Mm snap i don't know what the fuck it was i don't know if it just like was just talking about it getting it all out like helped you know what i mean um so now i'm just like on this thing also i think it was like <laughs> i woke up that that next day or no i'm sorry it was later that day i tested positive for covid so i immediately knew i had at least five days off of work and it was Man, like a, it was like a stress just washed off me like, <laughs> i don't have to go to that hellhole for five days i don't have to, i don't have to go <laughs> back till sunday back can recover for a little bit yeah I go back Sunday, um, which I'm sure I'm going to have to wear a mask and that's going to suck, but I'll deal with it because it is what it is. But yeah. um, the uh, what I might do is wear my Steam Machine podcast gator and see if they say anything like, oh, well, that's got a logo on it. You can't wear that. I'm like, why? I mean, it's my it's my shtick. <laughs> Let people ask me about it. I'll tell them, hey, go listen to this podcast. And then they can listen to this and that'll filter them to yes pod and they can hear about what a hell hole this fucking place is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the long game. Love it when a plan comes together. But uh, I've been, I've just been uh, playing the shit out of Trails. Um, I also, so I acquired Baldur's Gate three, and started playing it, and realized, holy shit, the studio deserves the money for this game. So I immediately went and bought it on Steam, and uh, installed it, and I, I picked up where I left off. Um, I've had it for three days now i think it came out three days ago and i downloaded it no it came out like a week ago but like i downloaded it about three days ago um i left it on when i went to sleep last night on accident keep that in mind <laughs> but my in-game timer is at like 32 hours jeez <laughs> so i have just been like it's it's funny i go into the bath i'll go take bathroom breaks and while i'm in the bathroom i'm on my phone looking at indeed looking through job stuff and then i come back and i play Baldur's gate and then I'll go eat. I'll have to go to the bathroom. I'll go to the bathroom. I'm looking through job, <laughs> seeing if I can find anything else around here besides where I'm fucking at. And then, boom, back to Baldur's Gate. Dude, when I say this is one of the best RPGs I've played in a long time already, and I'm only in Act 2, like, wow, I am really fucking impressed. Um, just to give a couple examples without giving away too much. Um, <laughs> I know you gave us some uh, fun stories from the game already in the uh, group chat. I came across this goblin who's like, yeah, you come through here. But you gotta, you know, he, he's like, you need the mark or whatever the hell he called it. And he goes, and they're like, I'm like, okay, well, what do I do to get that? And he points at this pile of shit from this creature next to him. And he goes, take a bit of that and smear it all over your face. And then you can come in. And I'm thinking to myself, Motherfucker, that ain't gonna happen. I'm not. I'm not smearing shit on my face to to taint my hero self for you, you fucking goblin. 
gobbling these nuts. Am I right, boys? So I'm like, they're, they're, your choices. <laughs> said taint. Your choices are, you know, like I'm not doing that. Um, hey, that sounds cool. What kind of design? Do you have any design request or <laughs> requests or anything like that? And then the third choice was a. I believe athletics check or a sleight of hand check. It was one of the two and it was act like you're going to do it and then sling the shit into the goblin's face. So I was like, obviously I'm going with that one. So the role interface when you're going to do a check is really cool because it pops up into this menu and gives you a 20 sided dice. And then you can click to add your proficiencies and things like that. And then you just click the dice and it rolls and then it counts it up. But I just like that, that they let you roll the die when you're trying to do this because it would be just like the DM being like, oh, you want to do that? Okay, skill check. Boom. You know, yeah, I do like um, that. That's a pretty cool way of going about it. I thought so, and it's and it's also cool for like people who are are not necessarily super familiar with D and D would then know. Oh, okay, I can compare that to it when they're trying to go from one to the other. Like if they were playing Baldur's Gate and wanted to go try D and D, when somebody's like skill check, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's like that screen. You know, just little things like that. I, appr- it's I like appreciate. It's like poop at the goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um. I succeeded, you know, threw the shit into his face, ended up getting into a battle, kill all these goblins that are around there. Keep going around this village, and I'm looking, and I'm just kind of exploring, looting things. And I open up the doors of his barn. Now, if you do not want any kind of Baldur's Gate spoilers, because this is not a story spoiler, this is just something funny that happens, but skip ahead a minute. Okay? So, open up these doors. All of my characters are like, whoa, what in the bloody hell? And the camera turns, and there is a big troll leaned over a boulder, laying on its like stomach, like over a boulder, with a bugbear straight up mounted it on the back. And the bugbear gets <laughs> off and's like, "Huh, what? Wh- why are you here?" And the troll woman gets up and she's like, basically, interrupted. You die. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, oh no, snoo snoo, <laughs> Futurama. <laughs> Uh, so then I ended up having to fight them and then I felt bad. I'm like, man, they were just trying to, they were just living their best life. They were just trying to get it on, man. Yeah. It's like, come on now. Now I feel bad. But like, that's just some shit I just happened upon. And then like, now he's addicted to it. He's knocking on every holiday. (laughs) (laughs) It almost reminded me of the South Park game when you can just go up to random people's houses and you open the one door and there's like just the naked woman in there who freaks out and then comes and slams the door on you. It's just like random shit you can just find. I love the little little things like that in these RPGs. And uh, there's some other things that I could talk about. But again, if anybody's playing, it's, it's still relatively fresh. I want people to discover things on their own. But it is a very good game. Combat, super good. It's turn-based. So you can really like make your decisions and pick your spells that you want to cast and things like that. Um, I do think it is a lot more intuitive than the older Baldur's Gate games. Um. Is it based on like the AD and D second edition, like the old ones, no. or is it based on the newer edition? Uh, it is based on fifth edition, my good sir. It is based on okay. the new, okay. the new common rule set. Um, gotcha. So that probably helps then, because it doesn't have like Thaco and stuff going on under the hood. Yes. Yeah, it, it's it's some things are streamlined for the better. Did you say Thaco under the hood? Is this the insane clown posse? <laughs> Whoop whoop, much armor check, love. <laughs> oh my god, much armor. Uh, um, but I, I, I really recommend it. I think you guys would like it a lot um, because it's not... So you could almost make an argument that the original Baldur's Gate 
Baldur's Gate 2 is a little more lenient, but the original Baldur's Gate plays almost like a tactical RPG in a way. Um, whereas this this one to me plays more like a, a, a much needed update, kind of like the like I said the Divinity games because it's done by Larian Studios, who has been behind all the Divinity games from back way back in the day, you know, Beyond Divinity, Divine Divinity, and all of those. So they're a, they're a well known and trusted studio, especially after Divinity Original Sin one and two. Just add go in the Discord. Just ask Paulsh about those games, and he will tell you all about it. How good they are. Um, so yeah. That is rave review. I highly recommend it. It right. is full price, and I paid full price without without even thinking about it. Like it's so good. Sweet man, sounds good. Like that's one I'm definitely interested in. Seems like you know I just don't have a history with Baldur's Gate, but like everybody that I've know that has a history or yeah. just has tried this one has been like, holy shit, this game is incredible. And I would also yeah. like to point out that there is a multiplayer function. Um, where I believe we'd each get to control a party member. I don't know if we'd each get to like create our own people and we just travel together like that. That'd be sweet. But yeah, there is multiplayer as well. So like if y'all boys got it and we wanted to run a campaign together, we could absolutely do that, which I think is cool. So what I also have heard though is the multiplayer is the biggest complaint point in this game because really? if you do put together a party with other players, like their characters can never leave your party. So if you want to go play single player, like from what I understand, like those two characters, like say me and Willie were in your party, those two player characters are basically like NPCs following you around and you have no way of getting them out of your party or even sending them to the camp. Oh, damn. Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So like, that's the one thing I've heard complaints about in that game. I think in that case, maybe I would, just create a separate character to play yeah. with you guys or something but in any case i already know i already know be like all right nate what's your character half orc barbarian <laughs> no really you don't know man you don't know me at all <laughs> half orc barbarian baby actually you might even go dragonborn barbarian or goliath's not an option uh i i don't think so let me quickly Baldur's gate three races Three races. So, we got Dragonborn, Drow, Dwarf, Elf, Gnome, Githyanki, or maybe Githyanki, uh, Half Elf, Half Orc. Go home, Githyanki. Uh, halfling, Human, and tyf- uh, Tiefling. Or Tiefling, whichever you prefer. Um, Dragonborn. I almost made a Dragonborn. Almost, but I made a Human. I just had so much trouble playing a fantasy game and being a person. <laughs> you know, just like, I don't want to be some normal, some guy. <laughs> What's your character class uh, accounts for? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am a, uh, a fighter that ended up, when you get to the point where you can choose your specialization, I went the one that gets some spells. So I sling blades and spells all day along with this dick. I knew that one was coming. But I still like it. Which, by the way, <laughs> have you guys seen the what they're calling the dick jump scares on Twitch with this game? No. So there are Twitch streamers that didn't realize this game has full nudity. And they'll be they're in the character creator and they're like, oh, I wonder what my character looks like without their shirt on, you know, and so, so they click the hide clothes button and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, dick and balls. <laughs> or boom, titties and vulva. Like <laughs> full clip. All there. And I love it because all the videos that I've seen that are the little compilations of it make me laugh because each one is ended with the one guy who's clicking through and he's like, all right, which one do we want? Do we want penis A? 
Penis B, <laughs> penis C, penis D, penis D. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, I do like um, you can set your character to be like if you want to be a trans character, you can 100% do that. If you want to be like a, a, a uh, what is it? what's the word I'm like non-binary, I believe non-binary. you can do that as well. Um, so, you know, I just I think that's that's cool because it's like it's a fantasy game. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, give him those options because it's like, dude, you can do whatever you want in these games. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be really whack as hell if they were like, well, you can be, uh, you can be a dragon man, but you can't be like <laughs> a lady with a penis or butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that would stretch the disbelief <laughs> way too much. <laughs> it's like we're being chased by orcs. Is your are you not a white person? Whoa, buddy, get out of here. Like, if you're not white or green, you have no place in this story. Come on. You don't even look fantasy Italian. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, dude, it's just, it's really good. It, it's really rekindling my love for those style of stories and really makes me miss playing D&D, too. Like, oh, yeah. Tolkien is really very mad at you, too, right now for suggesting there be other races. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tolkien. <laughs> I don't think Tolkien would be mad about it. It's just he wrote a very British story because he was very <laughs> British. So <laughs> he wasn't like he wasn't like Lovecraft. It. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's just he was like, what if I write a bunch of really English people in the side of Norse mythology? That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> who would have thought somebody who could like pull these disgusting, ridiculous horrors from their brain would? Also, just have these terrible life views. <laughs> yeah, like Lovecraft in- sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I guess I suppose that's about all I have to talk about for the the, the past few weeks. Uh, just being sick and. I mean, hell, day gone. If you take the last letter off, that's like. What? <laughs> 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 uh, well, I'm not even gonna ask. Um, it is a slur for the Italians. Yes. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I mean, there was a popular, there was a really popular song that is also a slur for Italians. <laughs> Wait, which? Hold on, let me see if I can figure out what this one is. She got that. Woo. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, I see, I see. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Spelled differently, but I see where you're coming from on this one. Yeah. A short hike is <laughs> an adventure video. O-dubs! O-dubs? Uh, a short hike is an adventure Boy, video. Boy, this is just not a... This is, even by this show's standards, not a family-friendly one. <laughs> That's fine. By Canadian indie game designer Adam Robinson U. It's because the game we're about to talk about is so pure. Also... I know! That's the, that's the worst part, is this game is, like, really sweet. It's an open-world exploration game in which the player is tasked with reaching the summit of a mountain to get cell phone reception. The game was released for Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux in July of 2019, for Switch in August of 2020, and for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in November of 2021. <clears throat> now, something I learned about this game from watching, because I watched the uh, GDC conference with the guy who made this, uh, Adam Robinson Yu. And, uh, and, 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 and the U is part of his name. I'm not just like Alex Robinson, you, I mean, Adam, <laughs> you, you, um, 
but he uh he was talking about how so he made this game and he first released this game on humble bundle uh through humble games mm. and there were some features that didn't make it to that version of the game that were featured in the steam and itch.io release one of them being fishing mm. so i was like nice and what's funny is that i played the itch.io version of this i don't think we all did yeah. Um, I opened up Steam today and I was looking at the games I had installed on from Ryan's library on Steam and one of them was a short hike. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, nice. I already had that installed. Oh, well, whatever. So I uninstalled it. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I definitely got this in a, a bundle, one of the bundles on it. So first, uh, first impressions of this, I'm going to go, uh, Nate, you first because this was your choice. So like, what made you pick it? What did you think at first? Yeah, I decided to pick this game because, like, <clears throat> A, we needed a short game to kind of give ourselves some time to breathe with trails and everything. Yep. And, you know, this game's just, I've always kind of seen it in my library. It's just like a really super cute looking game. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do is be outside and go for hikes. So I was like, you know what? This is a video game called A Short Hike. Kind of fits the bill for a bunch of different things I like. And let's just roll with it and see it. And plus, like, the art style in this game was just super cute and fun and good to look at. So I really enjoyed that as well. Um, so my first impression was getting into the game and pretty much lives up to what you expect from it. Just a cute little thing. It actually was a little bit more involved than I kind of initially thought it was going to be. It kind of more or less expected kind of like a have more heavy narrative game, like more of a walking simulator type thing than anything else. Me too. Me too. And then this game actually had gameplay. Like I was actually really surprised by that. And plus a whole mishmash ton of different little side quests and things you could get yourself into. So I kind of thought that was really pretty happy, pleased with what I picked out when I got into it, not having a full, huge knowledge of the game. I, so, so uh, I loaded into it, started running around. I'm like, man, this game's really cute. And then I got to this wall, and it was like, you must collect these items before you can move on. I went, God damn it, Nate. <laughs> Another. No, I'm just kidding. Punch you in the head, dog. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, I thought this game was re- just really adorable right off the bat. Um, and man. I so one of the first things I did was I turned the pixelation down slightly. Mm. Um, How dare you! I it, it looked fine, but like I just wanted to see clear. And with me having like I'm not gonna lie to you guys when I was playing this game uh, was I think before I got sick, but I loaded it up again, again not too long uh, after I had first started getting sick, and I was like feverish, and I couldn't see shit. But I want I, well, the reason I bring that up is so is like I turned down the pixelation and this game manages to be pretty whether you're pixelating the shit out of it or not. So like whichever setting you decide to go on, it's still a, a really wonderful cutesy vibe to it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think like the retro pixel style is mainly done through shaders mm-hmm. rather than like anything I gotta confess yeah, something. I didn't know you could turn down the pixelation. Otherwise, I probably would have as well. Like, I still like the way it looked, but I could. I thought I could have used a little less pixelization. So that's actually really interesting. I didn't know that was a feature in the game. <laughs> yeah, we'll see your boy. Anytime I load into a new game, first thing I do is go check graphic settings and video settings to make sure they're where they need to be. Yeah, right. me too, mainly because I want to make sure subtitles are on. That as well. Yeah, please give me subtitles. <laughs> Por favor. Yes. Um, 
and I mean, I'm talking like even on YouTube, when I'm on YouTube, I put subtitles on. Mm. Like, dude, yeah, I want to be able to look up and read it if I need to. Um, yeah, so what about you, Willie? What was your like first impression popping into this? I think the very first thing I noticed, aside from like the really cute art style, was like, I just absolutely loved the uh, speech bubbles and stuff, the way characters talked, because it felt like very much like an AIM conversation or a Discord conversation. Like, everyone talks in the most casual way, and it's just really cute, realistic, and understandable. Like, I feel like I got a better concept of these characters because they talked, like, Discord messages than I would have if they talked, like, RPG speech bubbles where everyone's like, Prithee, go to yon fireplace and grabbeth the torch. I didn't even put that together, but the way you describe it also makes me think this reminds... The way this game is written reminds me of another indie title a lot, and that's Celeste, as far as the way it's written. Mm. Another game about going up a really yeah. big hill. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely got the vibe from this game that, like... If they were to do an Atlas crossover and Prinny would have shown up and been like, sup, dude, like it would just fit. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, I don't, I don't know where that thought came from, but it, I, I, uh, yeah. My I brain still have scrambled from being fried for a few days. So yeah, you guys know how it goes. Scrambled and fried, man. The yolk's on you. Not, Dalton's brain sounds like something you could order at Waffle House right now. Yeah. Yo, dog, not what you smothered and covered like my waffle hash on sprouts. Oh, does that mean you're coming quicker than FedEx? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know the next line. Uh, uh, coming quicker than FedEx, have origin apex. I'm a chemical and stop. You are inclined to make me rise an hour early, just hour like daylight early, savings just like time. Daylight savings time. Yeah. All right. Oh, any other um, first thoughts, Willie? <laughs> um. I was actually really pleasantly surprised by um, how fluid the motion was in the game because I actually thought it was going to it looked like if you just took a screenshot of it and looked at it, it felt like it would have like really stiff eight directional controls Mm -hmm. or whatever. And actually, no, it's got really, really smooth movement. Like the movement technology in the game starts off great and only gets better. We'll say it was so high sensitivity that like I discovered through playing this game that my Xbox controller has a slight drift in (laughs) <laughs> oh man um yeah I, I will agree that like for an indie game i thought the movement handled smooth like butter you know compared to honestly you know looking at the graphical style i'm like all right this might control like a ps1 era style yeah. game. like that might be what it's going for and it didn't yeah exactly yeah, and i was i was i was uh impressed i think that's a really good nail on the head moment for us right here too though so like this game does have a fairly ps1 like vibe to the yeah. graphic style of it, but it plays sure. like you said, like a modern game. If there's no tank controls here, you're not going to have to Laura Croft through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as like story goes, I mean, they're really it's really straightforward. You're trying to get to the top of the mountain to get cell phone reception. Because you're expecting an important phone call. Yeah. Have we mentioned you're a bird yet? Because yeah, I don't think we have. Yeah. It's a, it, Everything's an animal in this game. Yeah. And so one of the main collectibles you pick up in the game is a golden feather, which gives you the ability to do like basically another flap jump, kind of like a double jump in the air or whatever, or to climb for longer if you like scale a wall. So the more of the golden feathers you have the more like free your movement is. And you can also glide for free without using the feather. So um, 
you basically need to collect like at least I think ten feathers to get to the top of the game. Yeah, I think it's around ten, and there's an abundance of feathers. Like there's multiple different ways to find them. You can buy a couple from like the information station halfway up like the hill or whatever, and then you find some in treasure chests and other things like that. And then you know, I guess this is a story beat that we can kind of move into from here. Is like there's a guy that's like at the base where he says like you know you really need seven. Um, golden feathers to make it up this part of the hill and this guy's like hey i got some feathers if you want to buy them for 100 gold or whatever the currency in this game is each and then claire's like what why the ones down at the information center are 50 each and he's like yeah if you want more you gotta come get them for me because apparently this kid bought out the information center and was trying to sell them <laughs> <laughs> and at first I was like, I do not want to give this guy any money. So I'm just going to find the feathers elsewhere. And I did. <laughs> and then, but eventually I was like, you know what? I want more feathers to see how much more I can explore and how much faster I can get up to places. So I was like, fine, I'm going to go buy one from this guy. And you go through this guy's story question. Like, this guy's a dick trying to ch- gouge people. You find out he's just trying to pay for college tuition. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so you're just like, oh, no, I don't feel bad buying from you. I feel bad for judging your motives. <laughs> He's just hustling, man. Yeah. He's on that grind set, Sigma male. I, uh, I think my favorite, and I, and I came across him pretty early on. One of my favorite moments is the dude that's just fishing. Yeah. And you walk up to him and he's like, yeah, come on, sit down and fish. You sit down with him, you cast out, and nothing happens. He's, your character's like, am I doing this right? And dude's just like, yep. <laughs> Are you sure I'm doing this right? Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like, just like, pretty much just telling her, like, shut up, be patient. <laughs> It'll happen, and then it does. It's just like, man, that's just such a, that's such a moment that I feel like every kid had with like their grandpa yep. slash dad or whoever taught them fishing is oh, like, yeah. Is, it, it, yeah. is this what mm-hmm. this is what it's supposed to be like? Yep. Shut up. Yep. <laughs> enjoy, and you learn You're to fishing. enjoy it. Shut up, Nathan. Peace. While he takes a swig of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. My, my grandpa was more like he had a sweet tea <laughs> but yeah I think <laughs> me and Willie actually had a similar um, experience with the fishing <laughs> like I, I, I know Willie said it in our chat but I, I did it too it was like where it's like oh you finally get a bite and you're, it tells you all the prompt on how to do it on the screen and I did it it's like hold X and pull yeah, back or something, something like that, like that. Uh, and I just fell right in the water <laughs> instead of falling <laughs> So what when it said pull back, I thought like hit down yep. on the controller, kinda like how uh pulling back on a joystick yep. or whatever. And no, that just walks you straight into <laughs> off of the bridge and into the water. Yep. <laughs> so like I It means back as in away from your bobber directionally. Yeah. So I was glad that I wasn't the only one to do that. Um as far as fishing mini games go though, not bad. Pretty well executed. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, not pretty, bad. Yeah. A little bit more. I had a good time. It was it. more in depth than the other ones I played. Like this fishing game was way better than the fishing mini game in like Terraria. Um, yeah, I was down. Like I actually, after I beat the game, I went back in just to do more fishing a couple times. Nate, I think you would really enjoy the fishing in Stardew Valley. I've seen some clips of that, and it does look really fun. Dude, like, d- let me go ahead and tell you, full cap, S- fucking fishing in Stardew Valley is not easy. Yeah, not easy at all. I've heard that it's actually not. It's fun. It's not easy. See, I would love to try it. Like, Stardew Valley is one of those games that I'm worried is like 
not for your life or just not for me because like oh, whenever we tried right. to play graveyard keeper for the show a couple of years ago like i could not i wanted to like it try to get into it i couldn't get into graveyard keeper so i'm kind of worried stardew valley do similar i was worried i wouldn't like terraria but that one worked out so who knows you you bought <coughs> oh excuse me you bought red dead 2 didn't you i did dude i installed that game <coughs> and was playing it the other night while Baldur's gate was a uh, downloading just because I wanted to fish. <laughs> Fishing in that game is real good, dude. Uh, and I have this trainer, so I, I, I went and stood up on this rock, and I spawned in, like, 50 legendary alligators. So these things are fucking massive. And I just spawned in, like, 50 of them and let them all swim through the river. And then I hopped in a canoe and was just canoeing down the river. Because as long as you're in a boat, they won't fuck with you. So it was just hilarious. There was all these, like, literally Lake placid <laughs> size alligators just floating around in this big ass river and i'm just sitting in my canoe fishing that's awesome i'm gonna scare all the fish to me boys (laughs) man yeah like i've actually been kind of in that fishy mood lately i've been loading up ultimate fishing simulator a little bit again and playing that every once in a while and like if it wasn't so damn hot i'd probably go get a fishing license right now and just find a place on the river to go fish because I miss it. I haven't done it in a long time. Um, but one thing, oh yeah, speaking of fish, Ultimate Fishing Simulator, apparently they're releasing a mobile version. Hmm, really? Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be like, but and I've kind of lost faith in it since it has a new dev team and everything now, but I don't know. I might check it out. We'll see. Man, I hope everybody at BitGollum's okay. I know. Because like they've been pretty radio silent uh, with everything going on in their part of the world, so I'm hoping they're all right. Yeah, I'm hoping they're all right because they were they were uh, Russian, weren't they? Were they, oh, they Polish? Were oh, they were Polish. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty sure Polish is right. Yeah, never mind. Well, then where the fuck is Tales from Herring Lake, motherfuckers? You're not part of Russia. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, we want trails into Trails Herring Lake. <laughs> There's the crossover. Crossover. I didn't know I needed, but <laughs> JRPG fishing game. Hey. Man, the fishing's not the worst either in Trails in the Sky. <laughs> no, it's not. You just gotta get your timing right. Yeah. Get your timing right. Um, so, do we want to talk about the actual, like, when you get to the top of the mountain? Oh, I guess there's more to talk about on the way up. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, ultimately kind of the idea is, like, when you first start the game... Your character really is just interested in getting cell phone reception, but the more you explore, I feel like the more you get kind of caught up in both meeting new people and then exploring further. Like, I feel like you end up getting into this explore for its own sake type loop that I feel like kind of, like, I don't know, it feels like it almost it's like diegetic growth for the character herself because she at first is not very interested in what's going on in the park at all. But the more you get into it, the more it seems like she actually is taking an interest in everyone around her and just, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I agree, and I mean, agree with that assessment okay. as well because like, you know, when you first thought, I was like, I picked this game because it was short and I was like, I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm just going to beat it and get... <laughs> But, like, the more I got into it, the more I was like, let's talk to this guy, let's talk to this guy, let's talk to this guy. And just the more and more stuff that they gave you to do was like, I want to do this because there was this character that you run into. Like, there's apparently a race going on on the mountain and she lost her lucky headband. And so, like, you got to go try to help her find her lucky headband. But I don't know, just little things like that were super 
like charming and actually fun to do. Like I didn't mind the side quests yeah. in this game when they came popped up. Not all of them even really feel like side quests. Some of them were just like you keep re-encountering, like the painter, for instance. I was really interested yeah. in the painter story. Yeah, you know? I liked the painter a lot. Oh, but one of them that I really liked as well was there was this person that was camping out. I ran into they're like. Oh, God, please don't tell anybody I'm camping here without my permit. A fish ate it. You're like, a, a fish ate it? She's like, yeah, I promise. It's this kind of fish, blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay, sure, whatever. And then I went fishing for a really long time. And I caught a fish. Like, wait, this fish has something. It had their camping permit. <laughs> That's fantastic. I was so hoping that that would be something. Yeah, so I found their camping permit and returned it to them. And they were super happy. <laughs> oh, that rules. I also... Uh... Just the the overall feeling of the story, and like you said, you know how like when she first gets there, she doesn't really want to be there. She just wants to get reception on her phone. I feel like that's very relatable. Where like mm-hmm. anyone playing the game has probably been in a situation where you're when you first get there, you're like, "Fuck, I do not want to be here. I do not want to be doing this." But then you start talking to people that are there or doing whatever and you kind of warm up to it and then suddenly you're having a good fucking time and you've forgotten all about the the misery that you put yourself through on the way there dreading it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i thought that that was you know it's a very cool relatable type story and i i like that a lot and i i want to go ahead and say this i know you you sounded like you were itching to talk about the ending of the game and I want to go ahead and say I actually think that maybe we shouldn't spoil it, but I do think that after all the events of the game, it does recontextualize the initial looking for reception thing in a really interesting way. Yeah. Like I feel like it's there's a believable growth in the character, but also it makes the original thing make a lot of sense too. Yeah, and I will say that about this game too is like it's short. Maybe we shouldn't spoil it, and you can go find it for yourself because. Ah, spoiler alert, I'm going to recommend that people play this game because I think that given its length and the way that it personally made me feel, I would highly actually recommend people play this one. Um, it was in the, the several of the Itch.O bundles. I know it was in the uh, the one for Racial Justice, which is, I think, the one I got it from. I think it may have also been in the Ukraine You very bundle. well may have this game and not even know it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. One thing I will say is like, and I noticed this today. Well, and I posted about this on the Discord. Um, this game is currently on Xbox Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox or you oh, have nice. a PC version, you can go ahead and just download and play this game for free. They listen to our show. What can I say? Yeah, right. <laughs> they knew we were <laughs> about to release to this episode. So, <laughs> yo, Microsoft, if you want to pay us enough money to rebrand to a Game Pass show, <laughs> hit us up. We'll talk money. We'll talk behind the scenes. We'll be Halo's angels. Whatever whatever we need. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Even with like all the stuff that we've kind of mentioned before, there's still a lot of little side stuff that we haven't mentioned at all. Like there's collectibles in this game, like little shells that you can collect 15 of to for an NPC, and something happens when you do that. FYI, I got fourteen, and I had to go get the last one before I, we did the show, nice. and I just didn't. One do of the it. one of the things the guy mentioned in the uh, the GDC thing was the fact that a lot of people he noticed when they were first playing through this game would walk right by the shovel and not pick up the shovel, and then see all these spots where you could dig and be like, "What am I supposed to do with that?" But it's because they just ran right past the shovel. Mm-hmm. So he said that he had to take it, and he kind of I think he said he moved it for the re-release to where it was like a little more visible. Uh huh. Okay. Or something. So. Yeah, and there's like little items like that you can pick up throughout the game. Like one of my favorites was you could find a stick, 
And Claire, the you know the character you play, just kind of swings it like a sword, but it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> it's just a fun little. I wondered. Fun. Yeah. I never no, found me neither. It was just a fun little thing you could pick up and swing around and have fun with. Did you guys ever play the volleyball yes. game that you had to use the stick? I, I actually got yeah. You, you, you do for that, but they get to provide them the, there. But there's sticks everywhere throughout the game before you get there. <laughs> yeah. I also got the thirty points on the stick ball Same. game my first try. Damn son. I got. It. I think it was like th- my third or fourth try. I got it. That was a pretty fun little mini um, game. Yeah. Also, I like that. Um, like at the end of the game, your character does kind of recap some of the things that happened. And uh, when I was talking to Aunt, Aunt May, who is the character you're staying with, and by the way, that is funny that her name is Aunt May. Like, good for her. Um, so, um, I mean, probably not good for I, her because I'm sure she's a widow. <laughs> She did seem to be alone. <laughs> but so I found a, a rock that if you hit it with the, the shovel, it would spin money out. And she was like, uh, Claire was like, I, I found a rock that if you strike it, it gives you money. And Aunt May was like, uh, you found a money rock? You mean to tell me you found a money rock? I find that really hard to believe. That's more of a West Coast thing. Those aren't really out here in Ontario. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> See, I didn't ever find it. Like, I was like, I didn't even realize the game took place in Canada. Until I was about that to moment. say, I did not realize that either. It's uh, <laughs> really funny. You guys didn't notice the uh, the ferns and the trees <laughs> and the you know the uh, the gr- the I can't even think of the word that I'm looking. Geographical landmarks that would tell you <laughs> that this is obviously Canada and not America. Because I mean, everyone was nice for one. <laughs> Even the guy that was charging double price for gold feathers was nice. <laughs> yeah, he just he was that's he was charging for his uh, college tuition and his healthcare. So that's how you know. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I also am really grateful for about this game is that I did not play it on Steam. The reason for that, and I'm glad that I had this on itch rather than Steam, was I did look up this game on Steam after I played it, just because I wanted to see something. This game does have achievements. Oh yeah! If I had been yeah. playing this on Steam instead of enjoying the you experience, instead of enjoying the experience, yeah. I would have been chasing achievements. But instead, the game really... I think it invites you to play it at mm-hmm. your own pace and then finish it when yep. you're ready to. I feel like that's one of the biggest strengths of this game. I have also, um, through my <clears throat> watching that GDC and then just like reading some things about this game, this game is apparently pretty popular in the speedrunning community for people who are just starting to get into speedrunning. Apparently, this is a good yeah, game. Yeah, Nate, didn't you say there was like a two-minute run of it? How the I hell didn't watch that it. Going? I meant to. <laughs> I did, but yeah, there's like a three-minute... Uh, Damn it! Rent of this game, I'm like there has to be some kind of glitch or something. But yeah, I didn't end up watching it, unfortunately. Yeah. I forgot That's about wild. that until now. But yeah, I would like to see the speedrun of this game. Something I'll check out after uh, we record. But because I used to be a speedrunner, and I think speedrunning is pretty neat. I do not. I don't think I have the patience for it. Oh, it'll annoy the shit out of you. It did me at least. <laughs> like I'll. I, I get like hyper fixated on doing it sometimes, like a Shadow Blade Reload, the first level in that game. Not any of the other levels, just the first level of that game. I am like, I want to get this as quick as possible. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about any of the levels, but just that nice. first level. I've played it so many times. I'm like, no, I should be able to breeze through this easy. Yeah. Uh, when I was debating on the short games I wanted to play, there was another game that I had. 
considered that I've played before called 10 Second Ninja X. That's oh, basically yeah. speed run the game. Like it's all these levels that want you to complete in under 10 seconds. It's really interesting, fun game, but it's like, I'm glad I went with something a little bit different. I'm really glad I picked this game. Relaxed like, game. um, this game feels like what I needed right now. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so is there anything else you guys want to touch on or do you want to uh, give ratings? Uh, I feel like, um, I, I would like to say I, I did comment on the uh, writing earlier where I like the really casual way the characters speak. There's a little depth to it. You do run into characters multiple times, so you do get more to meet some of them. But I also want to say I liked the the dynamic music, too. Like, there does oh, yeah. have, like, yeah, there's, like, music as you enter different areas and stuff that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, for a uh, for a project that was pretty much done by one dude and then some other people that he had brought in to help him with certain things... It's a beautiful little yeah, experience. It, yeah. It, it has the kind of same, like, singularity of purpose as, like, a Game Jam game almost, but it's, like, incredibly yeah. polished it, for that. I'm getting this information off Wikipedia, so forgive me, but, like, the guy, composer of this game was apparently one guy named Mark Sparling, and he said that his, like, influences of this were, like, were, like, Studio Ghibli, uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, mm-hmm. and even, like, Sufjan Stevens, which I can, I can see that. Yeah, major, all three of those make a lot of sense. Major Animal Crossing vibes, mm-hmm. for sure. And I'm just like, I kind of want to know, I kind of like look up this composer to see more things that he's done now, because like I feel like he did, if those are his influences, he nailed it on this game. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Um, makes me want to play some more little short indie games, too. So like I'm going to go through my... Um, itch.io catalog because like i bought the ukraine bundle i still haven't even put everything onto my itch launcher from that yet it was a big bundle y'all <laughs> but yeah it's like mark sparling i'd definitely be down to play some more of this guy um robinson use yeah robinson, robinson use games as well yeah. because this is very very good if it's indicative of his skill level at making games i'm, I'm really impressed Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. and it, So I guess we should probably move on to ratings. Oh, well, one last thing I'll say, because you guys mentioned the, 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 the developer himself. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Um, he mentioned that he was like working on something else that's like a longer, bigger, epic thing. And it was like, I think he was saying he was burning out on it or whatever. And then he took a, a break to do this short game, which ended up becoming a hit. So he was like, you know. So I'm interested in what that other project was that he was working on. Yeah, because honestly, I could see myself buying this game on the Switch just so I could have it portable because I think it was that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, if you search Adam Robinson U, it brings up AdamGRYU.com and it's just on Google says Adam's cool website. <laughs> Gotta love indie developers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's making an untitled paper RPG. Ooh. So Mans is working on an RPG. That's cool. Interesting. Um, oh, the screenshots for whatever this game. Oh man, Nate, I'm torn on this. Yeah. Um, actually, and Willie too, uh, because this looks interesting. This paper RPG, but it also reminds me of. Uh, hold on. You'll, you'll know exactly. Let me send it to our chat real quick, and then we'll reveal it. Does that kind of remind you 
of Dragon. I, 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 I just gotta see it, yeah. <laughs> a game about a dragon, although better, better <laughs> colored in, better. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Looks interesting. It's very cute. It's cute. Yeah, I'll give it that. Because that's not hate towards Dragon Game about a dragon. That was the best part about that whole game the way that game looked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That was a really cool aesthetic. Uh, but yeah, we can do some ratings now, boys. All right. Who wants to start us uh, off? I'll start for once with this. Yeah, Dalton uh, starting off the ratings. Woo! So, I I found this to be a very relaxing experience. Um, it wasn't too in depth. There wasn't too much going on. It was very much a. I sat down and played it in one sitting, and got through it. Um, I found a couple parts to be a little tedious, but that's more so my failure at playing video games. <laughs> than it was on the game itself. So I don't particularly blame it for that. But it was a good experience. Uh, I'll give it a seven and a half. Uh, feathers out of wing flaps. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, this game, like, it's weird because when I first started playing it, I thought it was going to be a lot smaller than it was. And I feel like it was about a Link's Awakening-sized game, ultimately, which was kind of surprising because it doesn't take anywhere near as long to complete it. But uh, I just... It was so much bigger and more interesting than I expected. And I went in with like, okay, this is just going to be a fun little pleasant experience. It's going to be a short hike. But man, all the little jaunts journeys and stuff I went on really uh, expanded it out to be a substantively awesome game in a lot of really interesting ways. And I want to give it uh, nine golden feathers out of ten. Nice. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I was really impressed with this one. Honestly, like... I think it hit me at a really good time when I needed a game like this because I've been, like I said, dealing with my own garbage lately and just having something this light, airy, and I feel like I had a really good message in the end as well. And just something like that to kind of take my mind off of what's how I've been feeling and all that kind of stuff. I've been, I really enjoyed this a lot. It left an impact on me for those reasons. And I know I've been harder, trying to be a little bit harder on games lately, and I think I need to continue that trend on this one as well because there is a time where I've given this, I would have given this a higher score, but I think I want to give this one uh, an eight and a half um, golden feathers out of shells. This feels like the kind of game that normally I would hard cap the possible score at eight just because it is, you know, small and unambitious in a way, but it's also it's just such a perfect example of what it's mm -hmm. doing. Like, I feel like it is kind of exceptional in its own way. And that's why I went above my usual scale for a game. This yeah. size. I've heard people say that like, this is the unity version of like to the moon, like how to the moon was for RPG maker, mm. where it was just mm. this narrative experience that once you were done with it, you were like, holy shit. And people have compared it to whereas like this, where you play through it and then you get to that moment at the end and you're like, Oh, there's emotion in this game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I felt emotion throughout yeah. the game. It, the thing about that, too, and I will just put it this, I didn't feel like it was... You did have emotion throughout it, but I don't feel like it was ever emotionally manipulative like some things can be. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like cheesy or lame or false in yeah. any way. felt really real and down to earth, which is funny because you can yeah, absolutely. <laughs> birds aren't birds. <laughs> birds are not even real. Yeah, they're not government drones, baby. Um, so the, the government isn't even real. Yeah. 
Y'all want to move on to questions from our listeners? No, but we have to. That's how the show goes. Sure. All right. The first one comes in from Adam. And what is a game series you don't know if you like, but even so, you own a majority of the series' games? Fuck, I meant to look. <laughs> Dude, so many. Hold on. Yeah. Um, you, you guys can go ahead. Okay, so I will start with this. Because for some reason, when I decided I was going to buy a few games, I was going to buy a game from the series... I went ahead and bought the entire series. So, I've played one game from this series, and I really liked it. So, I don't know if I like it, the series or not, but I really like the second game in the series. So, for me, I'm going to give this to Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, I really can't think of anything. This is a really out there question. I like the idea of it, but, like, I mean, I guess you could say, like, I'm probably own like eight or nine final fantasy games and i don't know if i necessarily like still like final fantasy the way yeah. i did as a kid that's i fair. don't know but i don't even know if that's a majority of the series <laughs> if you can all the like dash twos and crisis cores and uh, vincent goes to hollywood or whatever <laughs> um so boy where do i start uh, i guess i can start alphabetically so well, the first one that jumps out to me since I own them all and none of them are installed right now, Deus Ex. Mm. Deus Ex. Um, I bought definitely one. I think would be an interesting one to do for the show. I d- me too, because in part because I think that it's the actual game that, like, the way I talked about Half Life before we played it, I think that's actually the game Nate was expecting was basically Deus Ex. Oh, you want you talk about the original De- Deus Ex? Mm, okay. Yeah, I'd be down yeah. for that. Not like Human Revolution or whatever. Yeah. Um. Or mankind divided, or any of them. What we ought to do is start with the fall, which apparently is the worst one. <laughs> or we could play Duke Nukem, like, and have a good time. I don't know. We do uh, have Duke Nukem coming up, so that's true. But man, maybe I don't know. There's don't still know. time for like, to lose them. <laughs> there is, there is. There's been some campaigning against it already. Um, but yeah, Deus Ex. Um, another one that jumps out to me that I own a bunch of, and I've never played. I've owned all of them. Is Fear. Mm. Uh, Again, I own a bunch of the Final Fantasies. Haven't played all of them. I own a lot of Half Life games, <laughs> but I I pretty much know about those. Uh, uh, I own almost all of the Lego games <laughs> that are available. Oh, that is a very good question. <laughs> Do you like them or not? That's yeah. hard to know. <laughs> I feel like you could you could play it for like forty hours and still think I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> I just thought I might have had a good time. Uh, I own all the Leisure Suit Larry games. Not sure. I mean, I'm sure I'll find them funny. Yeah, but oh, here's a series. I'm not sure how some of those old here's ones. Here's a series that I bought the games for, and I have never played them. Bioshock. There you go. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I own Bioshock One, Two, and Infinite, and Same. I've only like dabbled in Infinite. I played none of them. I bought them all because I was like, I'm going to pick this for the show soon. Ladies and gentlemen, he did not pick it for the show soon. He bought those two years ago. <laughs> Uh, I can speak on it now because we played it, one of them for the show, but at the time, I bought all the Quake games, and mm. I didn't know, I was like, I don't know, which they, they, wait, like, all the Quake games? How many is all the Quake uh, games? I have Quake, Quake 2, Quake 3 Arena, Quake 3 Team Arena, Quake 4, um, and then Quake 2 RTX version. I never can remember Quake 4 existing. Resident Evil games. Uh, oh, Saints Row 2, 3, and 4. 
Yeah. So there's like there's so many. Yeah. There's so many, dude. Yeah. For sure. All right, man. Sounds good. Okay. So I guess for our next question, this one comes in from Master Loot. Which game has the best world traversal mechanics, in your opinion? Spider-Man Remastered Web Sleeping. I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, you guys that is a really good choice, though. What a mic drop. Yeah, the mic drop. I was like, <laughs> I was sitting here rocking my brain trying to come up with one, and he just, like, honestly fucking nailed it in one, because that game is so much fun and feels so good to traverse the world. And it's a small world, but it's a good world. Um, the one that jumps out to me is from Divinity 2 Eco Draconis. Um, once you unlock the ability to turn into a dragon mm. and you can just run and jump off a cliff and hit a button and your du- your dude just tucks and does a front flip and in the midst of that front flip turns into a fucking dragon and then flops your wings out and then you start flying and it's awesome. That does sound really good. See, I was struggling to come up with this because one thing that I don't like a lot, I understand the necessity of it in these bigger games, but I am not a huge fan of the necessity of fast travel mechanics. Like, I love Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, and the worlds are fun to be in and play in, but they do require, in my opinion, fast travel to be able to get to places and do things, and I am not a huge fan of fast travel. It kind of takes you out of the moment of what you were doing, like, oh, I went from the desert to the mountains in a flash, kind of removes that aspect of the game, so like, I was having trouble I, thinking of something good because I, like, I love playing those games and the way they feel, but the world traversal through fast travel just does not feel great to me. I used to, through modding, um, remove fast travel from Skyrim. So, like, if I wanted to get around, I had to go outside of a major city or a go and to go the to the carriage. carriage and pay the dude and ride the mm-hmm. carriage. And I mean, that was still a cutscene. <laughs> ride the shoe puff. Ride the shoe puff. <laughs> and that was that's still a cutscene. You know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there are mods where you can actually ride that whole ride if you want to. But, but I couldn't just load up my map menu and click something and fast travel to it immediately. You know, this isn't better than what Willie said, but I want to give this game credit because I think Willie hit the nail on the head. I think that game does have the best travel mechanics. Is Spider Man? Um, but I think a game that did this well because it's huge and it didn't really use fast travel other than you know warping from star system to star system, which I feel like is a necessity. I think No Man's Sky actually handles travel really well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that game's ability to transition from, you know, interplanetary to then out into space and stuff Yeah, was so yeah. smooth for what it was actually yeah. doing. I, that yeah. was probably one of the most impressive parts of that game to me, so I will give credit to No Man's Sky on that one. If I want to give myself an individual game, yep. I'm going to say No Man's Sky because I don't want to steal Willie's answer because it's the correct answer. Yeah, the fact that Spider-Man has fast travel. I never used it, man. And no one ever uses it. Like you just you can pop down into the subway. And what's funny is on the original PS4, because the load times weren't what they are, you know, on our SSDs and stuff. um, (laughs) You'd go into the subway and it shows Spider-Man sitting there like flipping through his phone while somebody's asleep on his shoulder. Nice. And now you just go into the subway and it shows like a quick blip of him sitting on a subway. And then it's like, oh, you're there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man. I bet New Yorkers, wish, that, oh, you're I bet New Yorkers wish that's what subway travel was actually like. Fucking right, bro. <laughs> As somebody who has ridden the subway in New York. Yeah. For sure. Rickety old fucking thing. <laughs> 
All right, so let's move on to this next question. And it's a fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So we have Hank Hill, Dale Gribble, or Bill Dotrieve, King of the Hill. Marion Hank, stability, fucking Bill to make him feel better, killing Dale because he's already going to expect it anyway. <laughs> that's a thinker. <laughs> I, I just think that that's the correct answer because if Boomhauer was on here, he would obviously be yeah. the fuck, right? But, oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, you need Hank Hill oh, for the... St- yeah, what that, that tongue, dude? dude? You need Hank Hill for that stability, for sure. Dale will give you nothing. Yeah. He just seems like a bad lay and a bad person. So, it's like, you gotta give the fuck to Bill, man. I mean, even his own wife wouldn't at right? that point. But he's a good dad. And, like, that, that that's Dale's thing at the end of the day is, like, he is this really weird guy, but he really cares about Joseph. That's true. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Hank Hill also is a good dad. <laughs> Damn it, no, Bobby. No, I know. I'm not arguing. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Maybe not always understanding, but he tries his best. Butterfree. <laughs> I choose you. Yeah. King of the Hill is such a good show because I think Hank Hill think- is such a relatable father figure in my life, at least. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me so much of my grandpa. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, because the- it's like he's, he, he's not great, but he's doing his best. And you got to yeah. respect that. You know? I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but this is the Hank Hill moment where it clicked in my head that my grandpa reminded me of Hank Hill. We're riding in the car. And my grandpa and me were talking about religion. And I was like, what? Because I, I used to go to church. And he goes, you pretty much go to church just to hang out with your friends, don't you? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I like to hang out with my friends, but I also love Jesus. And he, my grandpa goes, you want to know my opinion on religion? Sure, grandpa. Well, Dalton, you know, if there's a loving God up there that is going to love you and take care of you no matter what, as long as you believe in him. But if you do something wrong... He's going to make you burn for eternity in a place that's just unthinkable. Well, that just don't seem right to me. Whole conversation, end of the conversation. And I was just like, what a Hank Hill ass <laughs> thing to say. Like, he should have just ended that with Bobby. And <laughs> what I'm getting from your grandfather is raise hell, praise Dale. Raise hell, praise Dale. Exactly. <laughs> Night grandpa seems like a cool dude. Um, all right, let's move to this next question. And correct me in the Discord if I am wrong about how to pronounce this. And that's your name, Jish. <laughs> but Jish asked us, um, why does Claire even have a cell phone if she's never had reception? I don't think she's never had reception. She was dropped off by her mother at the park. When she got to the park, she didn't have reception. Before she got to the park, she had reception. She's from the big city, yeah. She's not from Hawk Peak. Yeah, I, I believe uh, that she loses it. Because I think that's one of the things in the beginning of the game where she's like, ah, 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 ah. I can't, my phone's still not working. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not quite the rabble rabble, but. I don't know. Rabble rabble rabble. Rabble rabble. Okay. This n- next one Party is rabble. from Jeremy. If you could take a short hike, A, see what he did there, with any living celebrity, who would it be? So it does say living. I feel like so short is like within 30 minutes or so, so let's go probably. With that. Less than an hour, yeah. Short, a short hike. Uh, I actually think Stephen Fry would be a really interesting guy to just chat with for about 30 minutes to that an would hour. Be a good one. Like, I don't know if I have enough stuff to talk to him for longer than that, but about that long, I feel like, yeah. 
Well, I would. I hate that he said. Oh, no, go ahead. You had something. I was just going to say, I hate that he said living because I immediately knew. I know what your answer is for dead. What? Um, Anthony Bourdain. 100%. (laughs) Goddamn right. Um, So so living. I can cover for you for a minute there. So if I could pick a short hike with any living celebrity, I think I'd like to take a trip up to Maine, which is already a great place to go hiking, and take a hike with Stephen King. Like, dude is my favorite author of all time. He's just such a fascinating individual. I would just love to have a talk with him. Look. When you said Maine, I knew who you were going to say. What's yeah, up, Steven Squad? I just think that'd be such a cool guy to go hang out with for a little bit. For sure, man. Smoke cigarettes, do some cocaine, yeah. and talk about clowns. I don't think he want to do cocaine with me anymore, but we might get cigarettes in. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Nate's way too far ahead of his pace now. <laughs> um, man, okay, so I have two two frames of mind of this. It's like... Any of them named Steve? One of them. Oh, we are to be did both like Stevens. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's why I said Steven Squad, you very good I didn't listener. Get the joke at first, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to go. Isn't the guy that invented SpongeBob Steve? Oh, wait. He's um, not alive. Damn. Uh, oh, man. I lost his, I lost his fucking name. Uh, Alton Brown. Mm hmm. Right, because I think I could learn something oh, really cool from yeah, Alton Brown. Yeah. And in the same vein, sure. I think Andrew Zimmerman would also be super cool. Um, but on the other side, like John Cena, just to pick his brain, because I feel like he would motivate the shit out of me on that hike. Dude's got built-in camouflage. But, you would never see where he was going. That's fair enough. I don't want to accidentally bump into him and knock him off a cliff. Oh, yes, because you could budge John Cena. I'm sure about that, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am starting to get a little, a little slimmer. So maybe not, maybe not these days. Maybe like a couple years ago, I might have been able to viscera his ass. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah. So I think I'm gonna go Alton Brown though, because I think I could talk to him about food and the science behind food for hours. So a short hike would be not enough time, but enough time for me to be like, man, let me get your number. Yeah. <laughs> let me get your number, girl. <laughs> let me get that number. <laughs> Give me them digits out. I have to say, every time one of us makes an invisible John Cena joke, Willie just looks at us with such disdain. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. I I need to point out, I don't look at them. I don't make eye contact. They don't deserve it. He just gives I look with disdain. (laughs) In the direction of where he thinks John Cena might be. I mean, you never know. He can't be seen. All right. They both just passed their hand over their face really All quickly. right. So this next one is from Kana, who says, forget your Zodiac sign. Which Smash Bros. character do you always pick? And this was from an image, and it showed the roster of Smash Bros. Ultimate before the DLC came out. But if you want to pick a DLC, I'll let you. You're saying that for me so I can say Joker? If you want to, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with, uh, yeah, I'll use, I pretty much go with Joker. Um, when I've played Smash Brothers, I don't actually own Smash Brothers. I would like to, but I'll, I'll get it one day. Um, but like the uh, Joker's cool though. The uh, oh my god, what are their names? No one ever uses them, and that's why I used to love using them because no one knew how to fucking defend against them either. Ice um, climbers. 
The ice climbers. <laughs> yes, bitch. Dude, back in like Brawl, I know this is for Ultimate, but like. How the fuck did you Back in Brawl. <laughs> it, the them. The them part is what helps me there. Because they're like oh, the yeah. duo characters. Yeah. Help, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I used to, like, my friends would beat the shit out of me at Smash Bros, but I could go in there with ice climbers and hold my own because they were like, what do we do with this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just mashing buttons, but fuck yeah, you. Guys. I feel, <laughs> ice climbers have always had some yeah, wacky and I feel tech. like that's how it always runs. When I run into an Alhamar online, I'm like, I don't know how to fight this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell plays as Alhamar? Take, take your pillow and go. <laughs> Yeah, for me, like, uh, I always like the big boys in these games, and then they added this character to this game. I was like, yep, this is the one I really want to learn and play a lot. I love King K. Rule. He's so much fun, guys. And, like, he has the best music in the game, for sure, too. Like, I just, I've always loved Donkey Kong. King K. Rule's such a good villain. I love it. Gangplay Galleon in Smash Bros. is maybe the best Smash Bros. song, and that is a lot of competition. I think we've talked about this before. And this is random as shit. I'm even going to put this joint out. <laughs> I I like to watch um, SNES Drunk has these compilation videos of the best SNES music. Mm-hmm. And dude, there are so many times that I put those on and I hear something and I'm like, fuck, that is really good. And I look at the screen and it's goddamn Donkey yes, Kong it Country. It's one of the, And I'm like... What is up? This sounds like this would be in a space age RPG where something really emotional is happening. And I look up and it's like jungle theme from Donkey Kong Country 2. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was uh, David Weiss and yes, like right? incredible composers. Like they like their music was so yeah, good. So good. Yeah. So good. It's it's like it's like the randomness, like the water world map music that I've been mm-hmm. so hype about for mm-hmm. years now. That yeah. is wildly good it, shit, too. Dude, and there's a remix. Um, if I remember, I'll send it to you guys later in the chat, uh, or I'll post it in the Steam Machine thing. Um, on Spotify, when, when I had made that one of my Yabspod songs of the week one time, and uh, when Brian was putting together the Spotify playlist for that, he found this version that's just like this hip-hop-esque lo-fi version of the Waterworld map music. It is the most fire shit I've ever nice. heard. I don't want to write a rap to it because it's too pretty. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just like listening yeah. to it. But, dude, there's something about those guys who really knew how to do what they were doing on the SNES with that chipset, I suppose you would call it. But but like you said, I don't know, like, what were their names? The guys that did the Donkey Kong? Just, they were beyond good at what they yeah. did. Yeah, David Wise and Grant Kirkhope. Yeah, those guys. They're fantastic. Amazing. Grant Kirkhope, man, he... Why does that sound so familiar to me? He's been all over the place. He also did like Donkey Kong, or not Donkey Kong, uh, Banjo-Kazooie. That's what I was thinking uh, of. Banjo-Kazooie. Didn't he do Kingdoms of Amalur? Wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't be. Like, I remember I was talking about him on an episode we did for another game, but I can't remember for what, to be honest with you. Because I think we saw the name. We're like, wait, he did the music for this? That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Kingdoms of Amalur. Grant Kirkham. Wild, dude. Oh, damn. What? (laughs) Yeah, crazy. Oh. I'm kind of I'm, I'm, when it comes to characters I pick in this game, I just kind of pick whoever. But the ones I did main in uh, Smash Ultimate, uh, I was never good with any of them. I wanted to play Luigi, but uh, Luigi is a very one-trick pony in Smash Ultimate. So uh, I ended up playing Ridley when I just wanted to be big and bully people, and uh, Dark Pit when I wanted to be honest. <laughs> yep. 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 And Pitt is Kid Igris, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Indeed. 
I'm learning. Good job, buddy. Proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This next question comes in from our good buddy, Master Loot. And he asks, what is the longest power outage you experienced and how did you cope with it? Dalton's from Florida, so I'm assuming he has the biggest one. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm like, well. Because he lives on a coastal boy with hurricanes. (laughs) Um. Yeah, about, I want to say it was like 2000, this is going to be a wide range, but I was young, so I don't quite remember, it was like between 2004 and 2008, there was this fucking span where we got hit with like five fucking hurricanes in a row, like, as soon as one ended, another one hit, and as soon as that one ended, another one hit, and then while that was hitting, another one hit, like, we had no power for like a month, a month and a half. Just buying batteries. And, you know, with these, these fucking stores that were running on generator power. And then eventually it was like, uh, well, they're not there anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking rough, dude. Like having to get our news and stuff from the radio. Yeah, because my wife grew up in South Florida. So, like, she was in South Florida living in Homestead, Florida, which is south of, south of Miami, right? And uh, she was there in 1992 with Hurricane Andrew. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, which fuck that one of the worst is. hurricanes in Florida history. And I was born that year. Yeah, so I've heard a lot of stories about how rough that was, just being without power, kind of like feeling like you're in a third world nation. She was like a little kid at the time too. So it's just like, you don't have any power in this situation. Your family decides to stay there for the worst hurricane ever. Like a cat five. Let me, let me just tell you how ridiculous it is that like my dad would walk outside during the eye of the storm. You know what I'm saying? I'd walk out there with him. He'd be smoking a cigarette. We'd be standing there. The wind's blowing it's like 40, 50 miles an hour winds, 60 mile an hour winds. And you're just standing there like, your clothes are flapping around and stuff and he's looking around and he's like well there's no lightning out here <laughs> so I mean yeah if you want to go play in the road because we live on a dirt road so like me and the neighbor kid Mitchell would go out and play in the puddles <laughs> and stuff and then it would be like my dad would sit out there and he'd see lightning and be like alright your boys need to come in it's crazy man I was well, welcome to Florida classic Mitchell because me and Willie you know we grew up very middle of the country no hurricanes we had tornado alley and all that stuff being in Kentucky Tennessee area like I can't remember a really prolonged term of power outage, like more than a day or two max. And honestly, at those points, I had a Game Boy. I was okay. <laughs> I definitely lost power for about seven or eight days in the 2009. You were not yeah, here no, at that point not. in time. I don't think it hit Tennessee. That I forgot time. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was in an apartment and we had to like move all of our shit out of the fridge and into some like coolers and mainly we just like figured out what bars in the area <laughs> had electricity so we could go there and charge our phones and you know, you know it could have been but worse. Sleeping but, was horrible though. Oh, Cold nights. I, I sleep a lot better in the cold than Fair in the heat anyway, so it was actually kind of wrap okay. up in blankets instead of uh, like. Mm. I have a thing where, like, I don't like my ass crack to be exposed when I'm sleeping. I know that sounds weird. Like, my feet can hang out of the blanket, everything, but, like, I want my waist covered by something. Like, I don't know why. Um, 
And that's why you never sleep with your butt hanging over the cover so if the monster underneath tries to eat your ass. <laughs> exactly, that's not left in. That's Jeremy is the one under the bed in this situation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. I, know. I gotta keep it safe from Jeremy at all times. <laughs> keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah. I'm the opposite, though. I have to be, like, completely covered. Like, the only thing I don't have covered is the top of my head when I sleep because I sleep with my stomach and, like, my feet up to my ears are covered. <laughs> I could just have so, a breathing hole, basically. <laughs> If, if I'm laying on my back, the covers are typically pulled up all the way to my shoulders, and then, like, I lay like this. So, like, my arm, my arms and my head are out, yeah. and, like, my arms, like, draped over my face, but my, my body's covered. Unless it's hot as fuck in my room, like, if I've been playing something that's intensive on my computer, then I'll just go up to the waist and let my chest be exposed with the fan blowing on it, like, Jesus Christ, please cool off. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this next question will be from our buddy, Master Loot again. How far have you gotten in Trails in the Sky second chapter? <laughs> I am in chapter five. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't played a whole lot more since the episode. Honestly, I'm about through chapter two, but I do. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> but one thing I will say is like I went ahead and ordered a um, cable for my laptop because something I was realizing about playing this RPG is like I didn't want to be sitting in my computer room playing it for hours upon hours upon hours. So what I did was I got a cord for this laptop I used to play video games on before I got my gaming PC. It's not a great laptop, but it's good enough to play an old-ass game like Charles in the Sky, you know what I mean? Yeah, So I got this laptop out, um, installed GOG Galaxy on it. Dalton had to help me rejigger some things to make it work, but... I've got it. Man, it felt good. I got it. Yeah, so I've got that working now, and I've been playing that in bed just on this old laptop. It's like a pretty good way to do things, if you ask me. So I think I'll be able to get through it. But uh, I suspect we might need to do one of those splitty things where I leave. And that's fine. That's what it comes down to. Because I I will end up finishing the game, obviously. The thing I will say about this Trails and Scott Secretary, I've had a little more trouble getting into it as well. It's like. I feel like the bracer jobs have been more of an interruption for me than they were in the first game. I found them less fun to do at this game. I'm not going to lie. I've been having a little bit less fun with the second game than the first game. If you wanted an update, Master Loot. I, I, I think I told you this in, the, in our, uh, our host chat, too, is that I've been avoiding most of the bracer quests other than the uh, go hunt A monster in B area. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's it. Yeah, you can always hunt a mushroom up the area anytime, <laughs> Jesus baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then our last one comes from Jeff, who's kind of going the opposite direction of this game. What's the furthest hike you've been on? Where was it? And was there anything exciting to look at? Man, I probably just I don't I don't really go on like pack a backpack and you know have to go out with equipment type hikes ever but i've been on some like nature trails so it's probably something between three and six miles not eight miles knees weak arms are heady arms are heady heady (laughs) they're heady dog they're heady uh what about you d money uh so i was in boy scouts um so we went on a backpacking trip and it was one of the most miserable experiences (laughs) of my life not for the distance not for the heat, not for any of that. For the fact that on the first night, when I went to sleep in my tent, I accidentally laid on the mouth of the camel pouch in my backpack oh. and flooded all of my drinkable water no. into the floor of my fucking tent. <laughs> so I then had to rely on 
Jason and, and his brother Chris both giving me a bottle of water that they had. And then I had to also rely on boiling water out of a river that I had gotten through a uh, filtration thing that we had and all this stuff. And I'm like, mm, yum. It was, uh, it was rough, but it was like three. So it was a whole weekend. It was three days. Um, and it was the Ocala National Forest. And uh, I don't remember how long it was. I want to say it was like, I don't know. It was three days worth of hiking. Yeah. So it was a long, I just can't remember how long, but it was a long ass way. Because I was, by the time I was done, I was like, thank fucking God I'm home. I haven't eaten Skippy peanut butter since. <laughs> like, because I was eating Skippy peanut butter sandwiches and cup noodles. And now he's a Jif man. And now I'm a Jif and Peter Pan man. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm a Peter Pan man. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Peter Pan, man, 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 man. Peter Pan, man, god damn it. <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember some of the locations that I've done stuff on, but like, you know, being in Tennessee, you do have some pretty good trails out east, so I spent some time in like, you know, Great Smoky Mountains and stuff like that before, but Chattanooga honestly has some of the most beautiful camping and hiking around it, like check out Chattanooga because like Chattanooga is one of the most interesting places I've ever been to be perfectly honest because like you get there and it's like surrounded by mountains and then you go to the city part of it and there's actually a city there and I'm not talking just like a town that has a couple buildings like no this thing has actual like 30 story buildings and I'm like you you don't think that from somewhere called Chattanooga no you don't I'm like I was really shocked by that because like Chattanooga is not big by any stretch of the imagination, but like for some reason it has large buildings and mountains. It is such a cool place, but like there's so many good hiking trails around there. Um, but I'm going to think about the longest and like the views there. Some of the best that I've seen again, like Tennessee, at least I'll say the longest I've done some overnight stuff before, like where I've camped, packed my bag with a tent and sleeping bag and stuff and hiked that out. So probably over a course of a couple of days, probably like I never done anything too crazy. I've had dreams of like doing the Appalachian Trail, but never really could commit to that because money's the thing that exists. But yeah, but I'd say probably like fifteen mile hike over the course of a couple of days, probably the biggest like in a single day, probably like eight to ten. Okay. Um, yeah, man. and you know my thing with Florida hiking is it's like it's hot as. Fuck. At least it's flat. For one and humid. <laughs> and it's flat. It's not fine. Like, <laughs> it's like you you know, you might you might no, I mean there's some hills, but you might come across a waterfall or something like where a river becomes a little waterfall and it looks pretty and everything. But dog, you're not gonna like come across this big majestic view of a field. <laughs> because that's all you're gonna come across is fields. There's yeah. Nothing. Or swamp. It's okay. Who among us hasn't dated someone who was hot? <laughs> uh, so there is this park that I have been hiking in in St. Augustine area because kind of mentioning that. I think this is the one. It was Anastasia State Park down there. Yeah, Anastasia. So Anastasia State Park has one of my favorite beaches. The jetties is part of Anastasia State Park. Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. So like I've been on a few of their trails down there. It's just like it is a very different experience hiking in Florida as opposed to the like where there's hills and mountains and things. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like hiking here. It, I had this conversation with Ryan when I was up there visiting Ryan. Ryan's like, yeah, man, you know, you can like walk through the woods here and not worry about a rattlesnake just going to pop you in a fucking calf and kill you. And I'm like, wow. 
what's that like? Because <laughs> <laughs> like around here, you see those palmetto bush things and palms, and you're just like, oh, let's just fucking stay away from those because snakes like to hang out around those. <laughs> and sure as shit, there's always some snakes around, be it a, you know, we are the Australia of America. We got coral snakes, we got moccasins, we got... I was about to make the same deal. <laughs> Rattlesnake. <laughs> got popcorn Pop snakes. Snake. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes. The show rules. Oh, man. I'm glad I recorded this. <laughs> On that note. Oh, good shit. Uh, if... You would like? Oh wait, I'm on the wrong part. Yeah, there we go. If you would please, if you'd like to give us money, just go ahead now. If you freaking think we're funny, go ahead now. Doing fucking spin doctors? Okay, I'm I'm here for it. That was, it's a good album. Yep. Uh, iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> I'm sorry. The way I said it was a good album, and Willie just came back into the camera like. <laughs> or is it? Uh, yeah, iTunes and Spotify, please. If you would leave us a five star review uh, or a thumbs up on Spotify, however you do it. Uh, if you would like to join the Discord, which we highly recommend, come and vote on the mm-hmm. fan polls and all of that. Right now, Duke Nukem still far and away the winner of this next poll. Uh, but this has been one of the most interesting and heated heats we've ever yeah, had. For real. So let's get some more of that. Uh, Bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters. We'll get you an invite, pop in, join. We'll all say hello. I promise, promise you, you'll get a warm welcome. Um, if you'd like to check out the website, which is up to date from Mr. Puzzles, uh, bit.ly slash the Steam Machine podcast. Uh, Patreon, if you'd like to donate to the show, which would mean a hell of a lot to me personally and the boys. Um, Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine podcast and if you donate $10 or more, you get your name read out on each and every episode like these wonderful, wonderful people. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the 7th of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube himself, Arise or Adam, shout out to his podcast slash blog in the Discord, Revival and Extinction, James, the Steam Machine, Hall Monitor Hall, Team Retrogue, go check him out on YouTube, Mr. Puzzles, Dane himself, and Chad, the mad lad, no goddamn C in his last name, Shaver. Yeah, special shout-outs to Team Retro this week. So, in case you were wondering, I was asking you a bunch about, like, um, streaming from PC to devices kind of questions. The solution I ended up going with was the laptop thing I mentioned during the fan question. So, thanks for trying to help me, and it still might be something I do in the future, but I did find a solution for what I wanted to do with this game. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see, and then where's the... Where was I... Oh, uh, shout out to Yab's Pod, yet another BS podcast, bi-weekly show. So on the odd weeks of Steam Machine, you can catch me over there on that show. Shout out to the JRPG Report, which is going to have some changes going on behind the, uh, behind the scenes soon. But uh, pretty soon, uh, old Mikhailov is going to be joining me uh. on JRPG Report. So Ooh. that will be uh, that'll be fun, man. I think it'll be uh, a little more fun to have somebody to bounce things off of instead of just kind of droning on about news by totally, myself. man. That sounds like a great, so, great addition. Working on that. Um, TSMP Productions.threadless.com Go get you a shirt. You like my music. Nowthenightmare.bandcamp.com You can also now search Now the Nightmare on Spotify. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I know we took a detour with a short hike, but it's time we hit the old dusty trail again, my boys. So, 
We're going to get there uh, in the next two weeks. We'll be back with the Trails in the Sky second chapter uh, wrap-up or as close to it as we get. And um, and then after that, Willie, it's your pick. So start uh, hashing around your brain what you would like to choose, my good sir. Ari Geit. All right. I don't know what language that was, but we will go with it. <laughs> On that note, for the Destructo Bros, my name is Dalton. And as always, guys... Take it easy.